Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Business of Fun podcast. I am your host, Dave Wakeman. Today's episode is brought to you by my good friends at Booking Protect, the global leaders in refund protection. Any listing, any sector, anywhere, Booking Protect has you covered with the world's most comprehensive refund protection product to find out how you and your organization can partner with Booking Protect to deliver world-class customer service to your guests to allow them a better and more customized buying experience. And maybe, from my point of view, the most important thing is you can create a brand new stream of revenue for your organization. So find out more by visiting them at their website, which is www.bookingprotect.com. While you're there, you're going to want to check out our brand new ebook. It's called What Matters in Ticketing Now. It is over 40 thought leaders from around the world who answer that question for us. Uh, we have ideas about technology, customer service, uh, sales and marketing, um, primary side, secondary side. It's a tremendous resource. Um, you can get it by visiting the Booking Protect blog, which is at www.bookingprotect.com forward slash blog forward slash. And as another way to promote the ebooks launch, because this thing, we worked on it for a long time. It turned out it's beautiful, looks great, people love it. It's awesome. Is we're going to do a webinar on the 26th of February 2020, that's a Wednesday, at 1500 GMT. So that's Greenwich Mean Time, which is 10 a.m. on the East Coast of the U.S., uh, 7 a.m. on the West Coast. Um, this is one of the challenges of having people listen to you and your loud mouth all over the world is this tough to schedule the right time for everyone. Um, but what matters in ticketing now, the webinar will be the 26th of February, 2020 at 1500 GMT, 10 AM Eastern. And we're going to talk about takeaways, trends, um, action items, all kinds of stuff for, about from the, that we learned from the ebook. Um, and I put it together in, with an, a lot of action items so that you can take some of these ideas and put them to work in your organization. I am going to include the link in the show notes today and in the blog post that will accompany this 100th episode of the Business of Fun podcast. Uh, but if you can't find it or if you're interested and you just don't want to go to the trouble, send me an email at my name, Dave, at DaveWakeman.com, and I will make sure that we figure out how to get you signed up for the webinar. It is limited to only 100 people, so um, sign up fast because there are already many, many people signed up just through what little promotion we've done so far. My guest today is me. As I just mentioned, it is the 100th episode of the Business of Fun podcast, and I am so excited that we've made it this far. I just wanted to spend a few minutes talking with you about some of the things I've learned over the last year or a year and a half, I guess it's been, um, some of the opportunities that it's created for me, um, express some gratitude for all of you for paying attention to me because um, that's been one of the most amazing things ever is to have all kinds of people from all over the world uh, tell me they listen, tell me they learn, tell me they use the ideas that come out of this podcast. Uh, it's been great. And then I want to kind of give you an idea of where we're going to go with the podcast and some of the stuff that I'm working on next, because I, I've learned so much from this podcast that I want to continue to offer up really great ideas and really great ways for you and your organization to continue to grow. So... Without further ado, I'm not maybe going to even worry about the uh, 
the intro music, I'm just going to start talking to you. Um, first of all, I want to thank each and every one of you who has listened to one or many episodes of The Business of Fun. Uh, in 2018, when I started this thing in March, uh, it came from a blind email from Laura, who works for Harris Blitzer Sports in their communications department. She said, oh, we love your work. Why don't you have a podcast? I will make sure and get you Michael Prendyville, one of our executives, for the first episode. So that's what happened. Um, I did not know that anybody was going to find any value of this, and I didn't know if there was going to be anything that came from this podcast. I was willing to give it a try, though. And the response has been tremendous. Um, Without the guests, this thing would not be possible. Without you, this wouldn't be possible. It's been tremendous. But what I do want to share is maybe three key takeaways that I've learned just from starting a podcast, not even from pushing it through or any of the conversations. One of the first things that I that became pretty evident very early on in the podcast was, number one, you don't have to be perfect to start things. I wouldn't encourage anybody to go back and listen to that first podcast episode or probably even the first two or three. But I would encourage everybody to take that spirit of just starting something and running with it. Um, I posted a blog post on my website, DaveWakeman.com, yesterday um, that talked about some of the things I've learned. And a lot of times it's just, this is the most important one, is just get started where you are. I have said that with the podcast, I think it costs less than $100 to start this. And the opportunities that have been created out of it have been tremendous. Um, People always ask me, how do you do it? All these things. And I go, I just started and I didn't know what was going to happen. So the first key takeaway from just starting of the podcast would be if you're thinking about doing a blog or if you're thinking about posting a video or if you're thinking about sharing some of your thoughts and your ideas, your viewpoints, just do it, right? Um, The audience for this, the podcast, the Talking Tickets newsletter, for all these things, has been um, astronomical, right? It's been great. And there was no guarantee of success. And so the biggest thing, number one lesson from this podcast is just get started. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, if you have an idea, if you have an opinion, if you have something you want to share, just do it. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, towards the end of the podcast, but one thing I would definitely encourage all of you to do is start jotting down those ideas. Start sharing your experiences. I have tried to encourage a more diverse or a more unique set of voices to come on the podcast. I still continue to work at that, um, but just do it. That's point number one. Point number two, key takeaways for me from starting a podcast and doing something um, you know, that's fairly committed is that there is a power in being really, really customer focused, audience focused. I don't, I I both don't and do talk about how many people listen. And it's a a lot of people. (laughs) Uh, It's, I mean, maybe not compared to Joe Rogan or, Um, Bill Simmons, but for a really small targeted audience, it's a tremendous number of people. And what I learned by that is that if you speak specifically to 
an audience in a language that they understand, there's tremendous power in this. When I started the podcast, I, I didn't want to repeat what everybody else was doing. I didn't want to do something similar to what my friend Troy Kirby was doing with the Dallas sports because he did a really, really great job of talking about ticket selling, especially through the lens of a lot of colleges and uh, minor leagues and folks in the States. I didn't want to cover necessarily social media and I didn't want to do stuff that was similar to what like Bloomberg Business of Sport or anything was doing. I wanted to do something that was specifically going to help provide people ideas, actions, and takeaways that were actually working on marketing and selling live experiences and tickets. And so the lesson for here is really understand who you're trying to talk to. Make a bet that if you know them well, they are going to respond. Number three, the takeaways, is consistency. If you're going to do something, be consistent. Um, My lady, she says all the time, she goes, what do you think that um, the key to some of the opportunities and the successes you've had lately have been? And I tell her completely honestly, I think it's just because I show up. I'm extremely consistent. I do the podcast, I do the blog, I do my work, I do all these things just extremely consistently. Um, When I was going to Australia in November of 2019, um, I was fortunate enough to work with Ali Scheuer and Trishan Naidu, and one of the questions they had for me was, how do you get so much stuff done? And I was like, number one, I don't know if I really get that much stuff done, but number two was, I'm really, really consistent about scheduling the time I need for the activities that are important to me. As I'm doing this, this is Thursday morning. And on Friday morning, the Talking Tickets newsletter goes out into almost a thousand people's email boxes. And what I do is every Thursday mid-morning, I schedule an hour to write that newsletter. I schedule the time to do the podcast. Right, It's just about being scheduled, being consistent, understanding what two, three, four actions you're going to be able to do to push you forward. And so those are, I mean, those are the three huge takeaways that I've learned from doing the Business of Fun podcast over those, or really just starting it. Now, over the course of doing 100 episodes, I've had some takeaways and learned some stuff about my audience. God, that word coming out of my mouth sounds really pretentious. I'm sorry. But there's three things I would like to share with you that I've learned from you, from the conversations I've been having with people um, from all over the world, from the feedback and the conversations I've had at conferences and events and then projects that I've worked on due to the podcast and the newsletter and all these things. Um, and, And it's really, really, I think it hopefully will ring true with you and I would be curious if these three ideas that seem to be getting fed back to me reflect your reality so I'd love it if you'd send me an email davidavewakeman.com and tell me if I'm right or wrong on these but the first thing that it seems like really important to folks is that people still struggle with with strategy 
the most popular post on my website at DaveWakeman.com is a post I wrote about 10 big challenges facing the performing arts industry. And I think it's the first item was I talked about needing to get better at strategy. And to me, a lot of the way I approach strategy is born out of design thinking. Who's it for? What's it for? Uh, three questions I've used, uh, probably screamed from the mountaintop at this point over and over again is who's your target? What's the value you want to create? How do you reach them? Not in that order. It's actually, what's the value you're, you're offering? Who's the customer for it? How do I reach them? So strategy seems to be something that people still want to hear more about, want to learn more about, still sometimes struggle with, and it's super, super important to folks. The second thing that seems to be really, really, really um, coming back to me a lot is the focus on trying to figure out new ways to make money. Uh, at Intix in Dallas at the start of 2019, somebody took my presentation um, when they were cleaning up from the presentation before me, and so I didn't have my presentation on revenue. And while I was doing my tap dance on stage, I said, I'm going to create a PDF with 101 ways for you to generate revenue from your events. And I'd put it together. And what has happened due to that is that people have still been like, I'm struggling to figure out new ways to either make money, to create new revenue opportunities, or how to increase the lifetime customer value or the value of each customer that comes through the door. So revenue seems to continue to be an area of focus, and I completely understand it. Um, if you get the Talking Tickets newsletter, you'll see tomorrow that there is a huge write-up, a, a part of the newsletter about the West Ham United, their financial results, their battle for relegation, and how it opens up a view into the business of the Premier League. And it's pretty fascinating because West Ham moved from Upton Park to London Stadium specifically so that they could hopefully build a bigger uh, fan base, have a bigger crowds, and make more money. And what's happened in the four seasons, I believe it is, since they moved to Upton Park, is that they have have a lot more fans. I think, I want to say, in the last year reported, almost maybe 20,000 fans more a game, but their revenues from in-game experiences are pretty flat. And so revenue is a big challenge. And then the final thing, maybe the most important one, I don't know if it is or not, but it's marketing. It's the ability to generate demand, to create and capture opportunities, um, both on the single ticket buyer side, the retail side, and the wholesale side with business to business buyers and consumers, um, opportunities for sponsorships and suites and luxury items um, all the way over to single ticket buyers uh, merchandise buyers monetizing and reaching audiences that are not necessarily always going to be able to come to a match come to a game come to an event how do you take this audience and this attention cultivate it and create opportunities and connections that will generate revenue for you so strategy revenue and marketing and I could probably put them in any order that I want, seem to be three things that are still uh, top of mind, are consistent, and are incredibly needed by folks. So we're going to continue to um, talk about those, focus on those, and do a lot of stuff around that. 
Now, what am I going to do going forward? This is the important question. Because I figure 100 episodes does not mark a moment in time. It is a milestone. And it is a good point of reflection. It's kind of like if you have round number birthdays, right? When you turn 30, 40, 50, whatever the case might be, you look back and you reflect on things and you go, well, what do I want to do from here? What do I want the next 10 years to look like, the next decade? As um, it's February 6, 2020, at the start of the de- people wanted to think about the start of the decade and what they wanted the next 10 years to look like. I mean, I caught myself doing it. So what do I want the next... 100 episodes of the business fun to look like. What do I want to come out of these next 100 episodes? Well, a lot of it is going to go back to those three things that we talked about just a second ago that seem to be continuing areas of focus, continue areas of concern. So we're going to focus a lot more on strategy, the big idea, right? The big thing that's at the center of your businesses and your experiences. We're going to focus a lot more on marketing. And how you can turn marketing into opportunities for your business. Creating and capturing opportunities is going to be a big part of this. And I'm going to look at ways to help people understand how to make more money. right? Because while I I kind of retired the revenue architect branding a little bit um, because I wanted to focus a lot more on strategy, I realized that your strategic decisions are almost always built on trying to create sustainability for your organization to create a resilient organization and so we're going to focus a lot of time on strategy marketing and revenue opportunities mainly through the lens of how to create and capture opportunities in all levels always in shapes of your organization now how am i going to do that um at the end of last year I'm certain from June on, once I announced that I was going to Australia to speak at the Ticketing Professionals Conference in Australia, I talked a lot about the workshop that I was doing in Melbourne. And I talked about the keynote I was giving in Sydney. And I probably didn't talk nearly as much about the keynote I gave at the Australian Football League Fan Day Conference. But I talked a lot about these things. And what I discovered was that Getting people together in small groups or in gatherings where there's a mixing of ideas between sports and hospitality and entertainment and theater and performing arts can be powerful. So I'm gonna we're gonna focus on maybe doing more of these workshops and more of these like small group gatherings. Um, as I'm talking to you now, I'm planning a what Anar from Activity Stream is called. A roadshow, which once it's confirmed should take me to at a minimum of London, Manchester, and Edinburgh in the late spring, late to or early to mid late spring, somewhere before the summer. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to do a couple of, like a few really small workshops um, where we take some of the best ideas, some of the best aspects of a conference, and we bring them to those cities in a way that allows people who maybe don't have the ability to travel or don't have a huge budget to come to uh, Intix in New York or even the TPC in Birmingham or the TPC Australia in Sydney can learn from people, connect with their peers, can get some really great feedback, and we're going to see if this works. Um, if it doesn't work, hey, 
I'm one for telling you to try things new all the time. I think I just spent a few minutes on it just now. Um, other things that I'm going to try out, I'm going to continue to try to grow out the Talking Tickets newsletter. Uh, I've found that that's a really interesting thing for people. People really um, have been responding much more positively than I could have probably ever hoped for. The open rate on it is some weeks over 60%. On average, it's over 50-something percent. It's around 52, 53%. Um, in an average week, about 12% of the links I put in there are clicked. Um, I'm not sure if I'm saying that exactly right, but it's a really great thing. And I found that having somebody who is a curator of these ideas is really, really powerful. It really helps. And using my eye and my point of view to help people think through the things strategically is going to be really powerful. Um, some of the other things that we are going to do, uh, I mentioned at the very start that I we are doing a webinar on the 26th of February. I have a new webinar toy I'm going to play with, so we're going to try to do some webinars. Uh, I'm still fleshing out what that plan is going to look like, but webinars seem to be a really great way to connect with people and to deliver value. And the few webinars that I have done in the past have been really, really great for from a uh, feedback standpoint. They seem to have created value for folks, and we're going to continue to do those. Um, I'm working on a book and some booklets. Um, I want to give you some more tools, some more ideas, some actionable things, work uh, worksheets and workshops. Uh, we're going to work on bringing you some, maybe do even try some video. Simon, if you met me and Simon in Intix in New York, you might have noticed us doing some stuff with video. We're going to try out some more video this year. Um, we're going to do some home study. I've got a class I'm working on creating with a guy called Dave Arthur down in Australia. We, we have been kicking it around for a while. We're hoping to get a, a class up online. Um, I've also started doing, which I have not done in the past, I've actually created a few sales trainings. Um, I did a couple at the end of the year built around language, uh, using marketing as a salesperson and uh, helping people understand calls to action, um, ask, cadence, all kinds of things. And they have been really, really big hits. So I'm going to do more of those. I also am going to continue to grow my ability to deliver the whiteboard workshop. This came out last year. It was really powerful. It was me having an opportunity to get together with organizations, spend a day or two with them, and kind of really work through a lot of the challenges that they are dealing with, that they're struggling with, that they're jammed up on in a way that provides accountability, clarity, and forward motion. Um, most importantly, one of the things I'm going to continue to try to do with the business of fun is I'm going to continue to try to have really, really great conversations with industry leaders uh, and people outside the industry who have really, really keen ideas and really, really have um, unique perspectives. Uh, I'm going to focus probably even more than I have before on voices of folks you don't necessarily always get to hear from. So maybe some people who are just getting started in the industry who I think have great potential and who bring a unique insight. Um, 
minorities, women, international voices. I want to hear a more diverse conversation going on around uh, marketing and selling live experiences. As I'm fond of saying pretty regularly, Stephen Glicken from Project Admission said on here, and actually I've seen the number refuted because it's bigger than what Stephen said, it was there's $56 billion of tickets that don't get sold every year, or it's a $56 billion industry. Um, and then today, Qit sent out a uh, blog post that I participated in with expert ideas and said it was almost $70 billion. Either way, Stephen's number, Qit's number, it's a huge industry, and we're not capturing nearly enough of it. And I think that having a more diverse audience, a more diverse conversation, a more diverse look at some of the issues and ideas that are going to grow the industry and continue to capture more of that 60 to 70 billion dollars is key. And so I'm going to continue to push that. Um, so the best way to make sure that you don't miss out is obviously, as I've said before, because I think now I've talked way too much and I probably have rambled, is to make sure you subscribe to the Business Fund. We're on all the major plat podcast platforms. I mean, it was great one time when I had a prospect call and say, well, you know, I didn't know whether or not you were completely full of it or not, but then I asked Alexa to play your podcast, and you, that episode came up, and I was like, well, got to work with Dave. Um, make sure you, can subs you subscribe. If you dig the podcast, I'd love it if you share it with folks. It um, really, really helps the podcast grow. It helps encourage people to listen, um, and it really it means a lot to me. I would encourage you to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm still trying to figure out how to make LinkedIn, uh, the groups work a little bit more effectively, but if I can, it would be great. Um, connect with me there. Just search my name, Dave Wakeman. Uh, follow me on the Twitters, at David Wakeman. You know, if you have some thoughts, concerns, uh, questions, suggestions for guests, suggestions for topics, whatever you got, send me an email. It's my name, Dave, at DaveWakeman.com. I love to hear from you. Um, it was really great when tons and tons of people got uh, came up to me in New York to talk to me and chat to me about the podcast um, meeting. And I'm sure he's listening to this, and he's probably going to laugh when I say, JJ from New Zealand. I was talking about uh, quoting episodes to me when I met him in Sydney uh, or Parramatta, to be accurate. Uh, that was great. Um, it's just awesome to, to hear from you and to learn from you. Um, you know, as always, I want to thank my friends at Booking Protect. Um, if you haven't had a chance to meet Simon and Kat in person at this point, um, you really should. They are two of the greatest people not just in the world of entertainment and tickets, just two of the greatest people I know, period. Um, it goes without saying that the Book and Protect product is just unbelievable, right? If you didn't get a chance to hear Simon talk about customer service in New York, you missed out because customer service is truly at the heart of what Booking Protect has done. Um, it's technology, it's people, but the foundation is a philosophy built on putting the customer at the heart of everything they do. It's a powerful tool. They're powerful partners. They can help you in, you know, create a stronger brand, a stronger customer focus, uh, create new revenue, and 
do it with a smile on your face because they're just fantastic people. So check them out at www.bookingprotect.com. Um, you know, make sure you get the new ebook, What Matters in Ticketing Now. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, it turned out way, way better than I had even hoped. Um, and the feedback has been great. People are like, oh, this is amazing. I think it's amazing. I am so uh, grateful for the generosity of the folks that did contribute to the uh, to the ebook and I think it's going to get it's going to give us the room to do more things like that which I think will be really really cool um, and don't forget the webinar on the 26th of February what matters in ticketing now the timing is going to be tough I'm going to see if I can record it and post it to the podcast here or uh, offer it up as a replay it will be um, at 1500 GMT or 10 a.m. Eastern Time, whichever you prefer. Um, it's going to be awesome. We're going to give some trends, some takeaways, and some action items. And hopefully, um, you're going to learn something that you can apply to your organization. Which, to be honest, after 100 episodes of doing the podcast, this is um, something I, I really hope that people get a lot of, is that they can take something they learn here and they can apply it. Um, either strategically or tactically, uh, that they find something new that they didn't know about before, and that their investment of their time and attention with me is rewarded. Um, the biggest thank you at the end of this thing is to all of you who have tweeted, emailed, LinkedIn messaged me, come to see me at the conferences and festivals, the people who have... Um, so graciously giving me their attention at trainings and workshops uh, you know without all of you none of this stuff would be possible um it, it goes without saying that i i am going to fail to thank everybody that deserves it um because i mean it's been like just a tremendous experience having this podcast grow continuing to build the podcast um connecting with so many people connecting with everybody who's listening um you know it's really really awesome and i just can't thank all of you enough um so thank you so much always feel free to email to call to text to facebook to linkedin to whatever um and until next time thank you so much for being here i hope i'll see you soon take it easy <laughs>